The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. Hey everybody, here we are on the Players' Lounge Tuesday afternoon, the first day of December, which means we are 30 days closer to getting out of the year 2020, <laughs> and you know, I'm kind of okay if, when that happens here. New Year's Day will, 2021 will be uh, pretty welcome around these parts. I'm Dewey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by uh, two guys who used to play for the Dallas Cowboys safeties, Barry Church and Danny McCray. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Man, I'm doing good, man. Sunny day out. It's kind of cold, but, you know, overall, man, it's a beautiful day. Yeah, same here. Same here. Uh, doing well. Um, you know, that, 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 little, that little thing that church had on us that made us kind of go switch sides and go, you know, pick the Cowboys to win against Washington. All that is gone right, now. Right. It's gone. Drop I'm it. back to normal. Yeah, I'm back to normal. Man, I feel good. We just, <laughs> I feel we good. just starting to show. We just starting the, 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 to show hate, nah. That, that's the, the, how we the, feel the, today. The hypnosis is gone. It is gone. Yeah, all right. <laughs> don't ain't look, going don't look him, Nui, Nui. When you look at the kid, do not look him straight in the eye because there's something that he got going on over there <laughs> that's making us that's making us switch our uh, our picks, and it's not right. So I'm, I'm gonna just continue to look forward, and not look at church when I when I uh, talk about the Cowboys. Man, he drew us offside. He drew mm, us offside, mm, mm. and that's and that's okay. That's okay. But but I want to I want to give you some props here, okay, Church? I'm gonna give you some props. Um, you were pretty close last night with the Monday night prediction. Uh, all three of us had Seattle winning, and Seattle did. Church, you said 24 to 10, Seattle. I said 33 14, Seattle. Dmac, you said 35 17. The final score was 23 to 17, Seattle beating. The Philadelphia I mean, Eagles it, to drop them to four seven and one. And if it wasn't for some, you know, hail mary, you know, I mean, I would have been almost dead on. I mean, you know, I didn't there know Rich, his name. Richard Rodgers back there. I mean, he he catches hail marys for a living, I guess, because he did it with Aaron Rodgers, and now he's doing it with Carson Wentz. But I mean, it, I was just a, a a hail mary throw from being dead on. So it's nothing. So it doesn't count. There. So it doesn't count. It happened in the game. The, the score it wasn't counts. what you pictured. I was to still be. the okay, okay, okay. I was still the closest. So, I mean, it, don't, it don't matter. It, it don't, it yeah, don't matter. You, you, you was the closest on this. You were the furthest away on your prediction for the Cowboys in the end of the season. So we're about the, the season is still going on. We acting like it's the, we get ready for the draft or something. We still we still got some time, man. We still, well, my me, prediction me, is me, six me. and ten will still be. It'll still come in. It'll still come to yeah, me, 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 me and Nui have been preparing for the draft for the last month. All right, you the only person who's not. So. <laughs> so. It's yeah. all good. It's all good. Yeah, yes, yes. The Cowboys draft show. Uh, I got to find a way to get an, make an appearance on that sucker. Get my takes on that here on the DallasCowboys.com uh, podcast. Ain't nobody right. trying to hear that. There was, there was one man last night who had to watch the Philadelphia game with a big smile on his face. And possibly two people. Dak Prescott and his agent. Because for years, from the time 2016 started, this whole Dak versus Carson Wentz debate has been out there. I think we need, need to go ahead and put that debate aside. 
Carson Wentz is making $32 million. Last night, this was his line against the Seahawks, gentlemen. 25 attempts, I mean 25 completions, 45 attempts for 215 yards. Two touchdowns, one interception. Um, he also ran for five, uh, he ran five times for 42 yards. By the way, that led Philadelphia. And then I went back and I looked at Dak Prescott's stats against Seattle this year when the Cowboys played him. Dak was 37 of 57, 472 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, and a 38-31 loss. Dak Prescott being hurt, he's making money right now. Because if you're Jerry Jones, you're saying, hey, I don't want to take a gamble and see what else is out there because you see where Carson Wentz is. I don't know if any of you guys paid attention to what Jared Goff did and a loss to a, 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 a San Francisco team that has been depleted this year. Uh, it's clear the best quarterback of the 2016 draft wasn't the first pick, Goff, even though Goff was a part of a Super Bowl team, or Carson Wentz. It's Dak Prescott right now. That's the guy you want, in my opinion, Church. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're completely spot on with that. I mean, I think it's time that we put this whole notion that uh, Carson Wentz and Jared Goff and, and Dak Prescott are even in the same realm just because they were drafted in that same year. I mean, you know, yeah, uh, Goff, he had went to a Super Bowl. He won an NFC championship. But that, that was a team effort. It ain't like, you know, golf threw it on his back and, you know, it was just him and his arm alone that took him to the Super Bowl. I mean, he had a great defense back there led by Aaron Donald. And then he also had Todd Gurley, who was in his prime at that time. And basically, I think he was like second or third in the MVP that year. So let's now, you know, let's put the bed, the, the notion that golf was even up there with Dak. And then you come to, to Carson Wentz, who since he had that run back in, I want to say his second year in the league when they when they had won the Super Bowl. I mean, he had a stretch. 2017 he had a stretch there where he, he was up for the MVP and he was playing stellar ball I mean it was unbelievable there was no denying the guy but you know since that injury happened he just hasn't been the same quarterback and it's actually since Frank Wright left and went to Indianapolis that he hasn't been the same quarterback I mean his decision making his just overall process is it's just not there I mean he's throwing interceptions he's turning the ball over he's holding the ball in the pocket way too long with that depleted offensive line that they have up there so for me He's second tier when it comes to Dak. And then that brings you to Dak Prescott. I mean, look what this guy has done last year with the with injuries that he's had. He went to that last game against Philly, like you mentioned, threw for all those yards, threw touchdowns, and had a bum shoulder in that whole instance. So for me, look, Dak Prescott, you're right. He's making money while he's not even playing right now because it's proven that he was the glue to this team that held this team together. And right now it's falling apart without him. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And, uh, you know, I, I say this and I want to be straight clear about it. He's making money somewhere. We, we're not sure where it's going to be. Uh, we, we assume there's going to be with the Cowboys, but somebody's going to pay Dak Prescott a boatload of money. Uh, it's, I don't think it's even close. Uh, I never was big on Carson Wentz like that, especially once you see what Nick Foles is able to do. Uh, when he came in and was able to take them on the run and win that Super Bowl. I thought Carson Wentz was playing okay, but, you know, a lot of quarterbacks can can be in the MVP conversation at certain points of the season and end the season off a different way. You know, at the beginning of this season, they were talking about Josh Allen being being an MVP race, and then they were talking about Russell Wilson being an MVP race, and then this person, this person, and then all of a sudden, now it's it's, it's Patrick Mahomes. So I think he was playing up to that standard for a while, but we see what Carson Wentz is. He's not fooling anybody. If you watched the game last night. 
there's there's no excuse for some of the overthrows that he was throwing to uh, Alshon Jeffrey, some of the uh, miscues that he had to Fulgham, some of the uh, balls that he was throwing to Miles Sanders out of the backfield that didn't make sense. He just was was off target, holding the ball too long, and like Church said, decision making is all over the place. And this has been consistent for him, and everybody's just waiting for him to become a better uh, quarterback. And I don't think it's coming. So yeah, D- Dak Prescott is head and heels above uh, Carson Wentz, and he deserves way more money than Carson Wentz does. But I'm just not sure where he's going to get it at. Okay, so, Danny, I want to keep keep going on what you said. And, and I think there are a whole lot of fans right now who maybe have changed their minds who are down on Dak Prescott because we know social media was littered with those people. Um, these are the teams that I'm looking at right now who have a quarterback need going into 2021. Chicago, Tampa Bay, New England, the Jets, Jacksonville. The Colts, Denver, San Francisco, and potentially Detroit. And the reason I bring up Detroit is Matthew Stafford, after 12 years, the the new coach and general manager may decide we want to move on. And so that's a possibility. And I'll give you another possibility. That's the Atlanta Atlanta Falcons. Um, Arthur Blank did not make a commitment to Matt Ryan because he'll have a new head coach and a general manager there. And also, let me throw down the New Orleans Saints, okay? Taysom Hill is showing us that this man is not ready to play in the National Football League and, and meet the kind of standard that Sean Payton wants from his quarterback. So that is what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I just counted off 11 of the 32 franchises who would have and should have an interest in Dak Prescott if he becomes a free agent and can't get a deal done with the Dallas Cowboys. Listen, the most intriguing one to me out of that is those guys up there in San Francisco. Man, Shanahan is up there calling masterful games, and I just couldn't imagine what he would be able to do with with the Dak Prescott back there, man. That that will be something special to see. You know, you, you never know what's going to happen with Tom after this season. So t- Tampa would be great, but you just don't know. And, and Dak's not going to take a backseat to anybody. So I, I can see them moving on from Jimmy G and picking up a Dak Prescott, man. So the Cowboys better step on up to the plate and make sure they take care of this man. Yeah, you know and what? like you said, with, with, with San Francisco, I mean, I could see the same thing in Atlanta. I mean, like you said, they're going to have a new head coach, a new GM down there. I mean, he can he can play along Julio Jones. They got a solid running game going on down there. So to me, I mean, I can see the Atlanta or San Francisco, but I think he's going to end up staying here in Dallas when it's all said and done. Let's piggyback on San Francisco and Atlanta. If Atlanta wants to move on from Matt Ryan, San Francisco's an excellent landing spot because Kyle Shanahan coached Matt Ryan that Super Bowl season when he also won the Super Bowl. And we know Matt uh, Shanahan had an affinity to try to bring in Kirk Cousins, and then Cousins obviously went to Minnesota and signed that big deal. So when you talk about familiarity, somebody that knows your system, and if you believe that if you're San Francisco, 2020 was just an injury-riddled season, and you want to try and bring it back with some healthy guys in 2021, then Matt Ryan may be that guy. I'll say this. If you're Sean Payton, what could you draw up for Dak Prescott in New Orleans? <laughs> Between you think Alvin Kamara, okay, Alvin Kamara, Emmanuel Sanders, Michael Thomas, I mean... In that dome. And a very solid defense. I mean, that defense is and, it's on top right now. Ooh, and a good line. I don't know. I mean, that's you know that that's that that's some wicked stuff. If, if you're him, and I'll say this: if you're the Chicago Bears, do you want to go back into the quarterback market 
for a young guy who's not proven? Or would it besiege you to say, okay, hey, look, um, we want Dak Prescott. Now, I'm not saying this will happen, mm. but if you're Jerry Jones and you feel you can't get a deal done for Dak Prescott, you could franchise Dak, and there are plenty of teams that you could trade him to. Plenty of teams right this now. This is true. And what, you know, and you get more than just a one for Dak Prescott for some of the the way the way these teams right here are looking at right here are desperate. Keep Dak out of the cold, man. Send him somewhere where it's warm and it's nice, so he can play just like <laughs> they're playing the Dallas. Do not send him up there to Chicago. Do not kill that man's career. Just send him to, to San Fran. <laughs> send him to New Orleans. Send him somewhere like that, man. Do not wish that on Dak Prescott. Please, knew it. Don't 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 even hey. mention it. Oh, okay, you, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past New England either. I mean, I know it's cold up there, but I mean, Cam Newton has not been lighting up, lighting up the stat sheet or the scoreboard or anything like that. And they got some wiggle room up there, so I wouldn't put it past Bill to make a, a shot at Dak as well. Okay, I, I'm going to throw this one at you here for New England, how I think they fill their spot next year. San Francisco is going to let Garoppolo go. Who had Garoppolo first and wanted to keep Garoppolo? (laughs) Belichick. Now, now think of it this way. Okay, think of it this way. Belichick would be able to get Garoppolo on a cheap deal. Garoppolo gets to go to a place where he understands the system 100%. He's also a veteran. Here's a guy that played in a Super Bowl. I mean, this fits what Belichick has done. I mean, how many times has he brought back Brian Hoyer? So to me, I look at this as a thing where <laughs> Belichick is able to say, all right, I went back and go get my guy. Then I can show Bob Crap. I told you I was right. I mean, so I can see him there. Now I'm going to throw this out. It's a cold weather city. But if you're Dak Prescott and if you're this organization, you're, uh, you are a quarterback away, in my opinion, for really competing for a champion, an AFC championship. The Colts. We saw what Frank Wright was able to do with Carson Wentz. What could he do with a Dak Prescott in Indianapolis and he's playing in a dome? That could be interesting. I think that'd be pretty. I mean, you're you putting out a lot of good scenarios you know, with a lot of good. I mean, I'm sitting there thinking like, man, he's right about that with Garoppolo because, man, I don't know. Frank Wright with man, I'm telling you, Newell, you you putting some things out there. But out of, out of all your scenarios, the one to me that makes the, the best sense and that would prolong. I think that would, would boost Dak's career would be that Indianapolis move. I mean, look what, what like you said, look what Frank was able to do with Wentz. He was able to put in an almost MVP caliber season with a guy that we've seen fall in the has fallen to shambles since he's left. I mean, he went and turned that Indianapolis team around. He had uh, Jacoby Brissett looking pretty good for a while. Phillip Rivers comes in. I mean, it's it's very intriguing. And like you said, it's it's cold, but it's in a dome. And he has a great defense to back him with a very solid run game. A lot of the pressure would be off of him. So I find that extremely intriguing with that uh, Indianapolis Colts pick. So mention yeah. Sean Payton and the Saints, mention the Col- the Colts, the Danny. Let me throw this out here. Okay, this is just another another team where you say they've tried the young quarterback stuff and it hasn't worked. And they're desperate for a quarterback. John Elway's Denver Broncos. You put Dak with his ability <laughs> up there in that mile high, and dudes are trying to sit around here and catch Dak, trying to run it and throw it. I mean, just his ability and what he could bring to that city, that fan base, saying, hey, we got a Dak Prescott here, first time since Peyton Manning's walked out of the building, then we can say we've got a legitimate Pro Bowl quarterback? I ain't with write that check. Uh, I, okay. I, 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 I would stick with the San Fran, the New Orleans, and, and the Colts. Leave him out of Denver. 
Leave them out of uh, <laughs> out of Chicago. Leave them out of those places, man. So ship them to, to to one of the three that we spoke about, and I think that'll be the best situation for them outside of uh, playing for the Cowboys, depending on what they do with this coaching staff. Because if they keep it the same, uh, you know that that could be one of those highest played quarterbacks, you know, going eight and eight uh, every season. <laughs> and, and so, and I, and I'll bring it back to this because I spoke earlier about Dak Prescott when he got hurt, and and. This is a person who understands the league. He said, hey, look, Dak lost. He lost leverage here in this deal. He's hurt now. And last night I was just sitting there watching Carson Wentz, and I said to myself, wait a minute. I'm looking at these teams here, and then I'm looking at guys who have been paid the Wentz's, make it $32 million a year average, uh, golf. I don't think Dak's price went down. He is going to get paid, and there are enough desperate people that are going to need and want Dak Prescott. I didn't even mention Jacksonville, but Jacksonville's going to have a new general manager. But, I mean, if you're talking about writing a check of a Deshaun Watson $40 million a year with no problem, there are going to be teams like Jacksonville that say, yeah, we'll write you that check. Now, I don't know if that's where Dak would want to go, but his agent is going to be able to create a serious market that Jerry Jones is going to have to just swallow it and just say, okay, fine. And on my TV show on Sunday night, I thought Jack Taylor I had on had a great had a great line where he says, look, you're not going to win this deal with Dak Prescott. So just understand it. You don't win this deal. You win the deals on the other players, on your linebackers and defensive ends. You win, you win there, but you're not going to win this deal with the quarterback. So just buck it up and write the check. Danny? And, 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 and let me tell you this. As I'm watching the league, and I remember we, we had this discussion about if Dak should make more than uh, Deshaun Watson, less or equal. After watching Deshaun Watson play, I'm going to say, that he should be right around that area. I, I'm not going to say more because Deshaun, what Deshaun Watson has been able to do with the weapons that he has up there in Houston this year since Bill O'Brien has left has been absolutely amazing and worth the $40 million that he got. I'm looking at Dak being somewhere around there as well. Yeah, and I would agree with you on that, Deshaun Watson. I mean, he's playing lights out with the little bit of talent that he has around there. But if I'm Dak, whatever you do, whatever you decide to do, do not go to Jacksonville. I'm telling you from experience <laughs> right now, I don't care what type of check they write you, do not go to Jacksonville. When you go from one organization like the Cowboys to, to Jacksonville, I mean, you, <laughs> the grass ain't always greener, my friend. That's all I'm going to say about that one. But just you got you got other options out there. Just consider your other options. <laughs> Good. So, so church, church is against. He's against Toledo. He's against Jacksonville. The only team that he likes is the Cowboys. It probably is little league team. Hey, you right about that, man. <laughs> church, are you okay with your high school? Would you recommend anybody go to your high school? Oh yeah, yeah. Penn Hills, man. Yeah, Penn Hills, one of the top football, you know, dynasties in uh, Western Pennsylvania. So for me, you know, Penn Hills, they always, they're always gonna be good with me, man. It's those other two, you oh. know, that in between here in the league, you know. <laughs> that's another story for another day. <laughs> no, I, I definitely one day want to hear the story of, of David Caldwell and Shad Khan and everything about Jacksonville. All right, let's take a break. Yeah, he just got Jerry fired Jones, too. Uh, yes, he did get fired. <laughs> Jerry Jones um, spoke today on his radio show a very interesting comment that Gerald Wayne Jones had about the Denver Broncos and their quarterback situation. Let's dive into that next on the Players Lounge. Brought to you by Hotels.com right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. 
Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on Seeky is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the Seeky app today, and when the time is right, let's go. Seeky. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. To the Players' Lounge. Hey, looking to change up your dinner routine, help support local Frisco businesses by choosing one of over 30 restaurants at the Star District. For information on delivery, takeout, curbside pickup, and dine-in availability, visit thestardistrict.com. You are in the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs, joined by former Dallas Cowboys safeties, Danny McRae and Barry Church. We are in our SWBC Mortgage Virtual Home Studios. Jerry Jones talks every Tuesday at 8.30 a.m. on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas-Fort Worth. And when asked about the Denver Broncos situation where all their quarterbacks did not play because of COVID-related issues, he said he had no sympathy for them. And he compared the Cowboys' situation when they had to go play uh, seventh-round pick Ben DiNucci on Sunday Night Football (laughs) against the Philadelphia Eagles as opposed to Denver, who rolled out a guy who wasn't even a quarterback but was a a wide receiver who never went to any quarterback meetings until he found out he had to play. Um, So, uh, gentlemen, does does Jerry's comparison of Ben DiNucci – uh, pass the smell test for you, McCray. <laughs> of course not. This is come on, man. This don't make no sense at all. Who drafted Ben DiNucci? The Cowboys. The Cowboys. Oh, well, so so what? What are we talking about? You you did your homework on the guy and drafted him <laughs> as a quarterback to be on your team versus the Broncos entire quarterback room not being available and a guy that they have on their team as a wide receiver has to go out there and play quarterback this is not even close it, it sounds like you know uh, you know he, he might be a little upset and, and trying to and trying to play it down to say look we we got it just as bad as anybody that's why our season is going so bad but it's not 
it's not. And the Broncos went out there and looked better than we did in in, in, uh, in some instances. So Jerry, Jerry was off on this one, but we all have our own opinions. And if that's the way he feels, then that's the way he feels. But for me, looking at that game and looking at how we played and, and the fact that we picked up Danucci and how Church was hyping him up, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This, is, this, this ain't the same. <laughs> this ain't hey, the same. man. Hey, I'm going to tell you one thing right here, man. Jerry Jones was completely right when this assessment of Ben DiNucci <laughs> and his Denver situation. Ben DiNucci looked downright terrible when he stepped on that field on that Sunday night game against Philadelphia. Yeah, I was over here hyping him up. I thought he had the juice. I was I was sipping the Kool-Aid on Ben DiNucci, and they told me he could run 20 miles or 21 miles an hour and all this good stuff. But the guy looked like a deer in headlights out there. He did not know what he was doing on Sunday night, and he looked downright awful. It at least the guy from Denver, he has some athletic ability. He looked like he could run a little bit. Danucci, I don't know where they got this 21-mile-an-hour thing because the guy was stuck in sand, and his, he just could, he couldn't do anything that Sunday night. So I think our quarterback situation was way no, worse than Denver's. No, no. I need you and, to clarify. Jerry was right. I need you to clarify. I need you to clarify. We're not talking about how they looked once they got into the game. We're talking about oh, the situation okay, okay. that they were in going into it. The Dallas Cowboys yes. had a player that they drafted in the seventh round, and they had prepared him to play quarterback for their team. The okay. Broncos, well, on the like other that. hand, had no yeah. quarterback, <laughs> and, yeah. they, and they were yeah, forced to right. put in a wide receiver. They, they're going into yeah, that game, it's not even close. <laughs> it's not going even close. Going into the game, you're right. You're right. Going into the game, <laughs> yes. They, they, he was a seventh-round pick. They, they, the, the, I mean, he had a whole week. To go out there and practice and get ready for the game. Somebody drafted him and said, yo, this guy could be a future guy for us or whatever. Uh, but right. when they got out there, he looked terrible. He looked like he should have been playing long snapper or kicker instead of quarterback. And it, it was just downright terrible. Yeah, but that that's goes on the people that problem. drafted him. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's we, an organization. We drafted problem. him. <laughs> we drafted him. We drafted him. Hey, they got me on tape. <laughs> So what did you make of Denver's head coach Vic Fangio basically pointing a finger and saying, hey, man, these I'm disappointed because these guys didn't do what they needed to do. Now, he took a little he took some blame in it, too. But he, he rolled out his quarterbacks and just basically said, yes, yeah, these guys fault. It was their fault. I think they were going around, you know, in the meeting room with no mask on or something like that. And, and they brought it on themselves. I mean, look, I mean, like you said, these are grown men. They should be able to hear about the rules and the protocols that the NFL set out. And they went out there and went on and went to, did their own thing. And now they cost the team. Uh, so to me, it's definitely the quarterback's fault. Yeah, I, I'm waiting on Anonymous to come out because obviously uh, Fangio knows a little bit more than we know. And it sounds like the quarterbacks were out there like out at dinner or, or, you know, at a bar or doing something that they know was wrong outside of just not wearing a mask inside the facility. It sounds like it's a little deeper than that. So I'm going to just wait for the, for the deeper reports to come out and those fines to come down to where they give us the full description of why these guys uh, felt, you know, got fined for failing the protocol. So let me take this one step further. We, we talked about this weeks ago. Do you think the NFL should come up with a playoff bubble to put it in two cities for the AFC and NFC? The Cowboys um, and, and Dallas-Fort Worth was mentioned as a possible spot. Los Angeles was mentioned um, as a spot as well. Gentlemen, are you in favor of a playoff bubble considering 
that if you listen to Dr. Anthony Fauci and, and people over the CDC, they've said that they expect this pandemic and co- coronavirus cases to get worse coming off of this Thanksgiving holiday. Church, I'll start with you. Yeah, I think they should consider this and I think they should go ahead and move forward and doing the bubble in the playoff situation. I mean, like you said, if you listen to Fauci out there, it's coming. It's the winter months are coming, you know, cold and flu season compacted with the covid situation. I mean, it's going to make things even worse. So instead of going out there and letting everybody do their own thing and meeting up on a Sunday at a field, I think we should get some type of bubble situation, something that goes on. It has to be in one of the major cities where there's a lot of different places for teams to stay at and still be contained uh, while they're going through their practices and stuff so but for overall I think I mean it makes sense to me look the NBA did it and it worked perfectly they were able to go throughout their whole playoff situation with minor hiccups at that so for me if they want this NFL season to continue as as far as the playoffs and then getting into the Super Bowl I think the safest and smartest way would be to do a bubble and they just got to pick the city uh, that can contain it yeah I'm I'm, I'm with some type of bubble um, once we figure out who the playoffs teams are uh, I would really love to see them start with forcing the teams to be in a bubble in their own city and going straight from where they are to their charter flight to the game and back um, and, and not letting the, uh, allowing the guys to kind of go out and do their own thing. And then, you know, versus them being stuck in, in, in these two cities. But whatever works, because at this point, you know, if, if you have to start canceling playoff games, then, then you have no idea when the season is going to end, if you're going to be able to finish it. So they're going to have to come up with some type of bubble situation in order for these guys to be able to finish the season and play the Super Bowl for this year. Um, here are three cities for me that I'm looking at. And I just say I think a, a, a bubble could could really work for the NFL. Obviously, Dallas, Fort Worth. And I'm also thinking in terms of, hey, can you have fans at these games? Because if they do this, they're going to try. They're going to want to try and make some money. You're going to try and make some money out of this. So Jerry has fans. Okay, they're in Texas right now. The fans are able to go to games. I think about Vegas. Um, I think about Arizona. Um, we saw what has happened in Santa Clara County, California, where the 49ers can't play. If these cases mm-hmm. get worse, who's to say what will happen in Inglewood, California, where SoFi Stadium is? So if I'm the NFL, I would discount California right now in terms of a playoff bubble come January and probably look at some place like in Arizona or Nevada where you think you might have an opportunity to, uh, you know, indoor stadium and, and possibly um, uh, the government will let you let, let some fans in there. So um, but I do think that you cannot discount money in this. owners are going to want to try to find ways to make money out of this. Without a doubt. I mean, and what happens if the situation where what happened to Denver this past week? What, what happens if that's a playoff team? Do y'all think that, you know, the NFL would let them go out there uh, with no quarterbacks? Or do you think they, you know, find some type of stipulation where they could put one guy out there? I mean, I'm interested to see if that would have happened to a playoff team. What would they say happened then? SOL. This is what... This is why I think it's a little deeper, man. I, I, this is why I think that the NFL and the coaching staff know something that we don't know. And, and the NFL looked at this and was like, this is exact. This is like entirely you guys' fault. So you guys are going to have to pay for this and y'all have to play. Outside of it just being something that just was unavoidable and happened, th- there's something there to where it was like, hey, man, the NFL's like, look, look, we can't help y'all. We told y'all what to do. Y'all didn't do it. So y'all got to go out here, you know, and fend for yourself on this one. And I also believe it's going to make teams 
be a lot better and a lot smarter about it. Jerry spoke about that on his radio show today as well. As hey, look, you know what? This is a you problem. That's what he basically told me with Denver, Danny. He said, this is a you problem. You guys need to be more vigilant about this. You need to figure out a better way. Uh, maybe you need to have um, you know, a, a one of your quarterbacks do something a little bit different here. So um, if it happens in the playoffs, Danny, I think it just may be, you know what, we, we don't care. Um, because the show's got to go on. And if you and, and everybody knows the rules. That's the thing about this bubble, too. That's one reason why to put them in here. Hey, look, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And if it turns out, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, you're in the bubble and Josh gets COVID, better, so, so what? Who's next? It's going to be that way for everybody. <laughs> Who's next? And this is just going to be a part of how you got to roll going forward. So this is the chance everyone's taking. But remember, everybody wanted to play. They had the rules, NFLPA. Yeah. Everybody signed up for it. So I, I think at this point in time, it's not going to be any sympathy. It's just going to be how do you all police yourselves and how do you make sure you stay as healthy as you can be. But I think the NBA and the NHL all showed us that you need to have a good, aggressive bubble to make sure you can get through this because the NBA, the NHL, and the WNBA, they all made it work. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, follow suit, man. Follow suit. We, we, want, we want to see the conclusion to this season. We want to see the Cowboys not win the NFC East just so I can go to Dick and Sam's. <laughs> and then we want to see who's going to win the Super Bowl. Nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Listen, all jokes aside, I would love to see the Cowboys prosper. I just don't believe that they will this season. And that will lead me to eating at Nick and Sam's for free for church. Uh, so, you know, I, I just want to see football. I want to see the end of the season. So whatever we need to do to get this thing done, please, NFL, take care of it. Your day coming, right, D-Mac. Your day coming, man. It's all good. Let's, Your um, day coming. <laughs> let's take a break. Let's take a break. The Cowboys' next opponent, the Baltimore Ravens, who were supposed to play yesterday. Then they moved to today. Now they switched it, and it'll be tomorrow afternoon, uh, basically 240. Uh, let's dive into Ravens-Cowboys coming up in December, December 8th. Let's do that next on the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. 
Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tight Cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Back to the Players' Lounge. Hey, everybody, Santa is back at his Dallas Cowboys cottage at the Star at Frisco. Appointments are available now to take your socially distanced holiday photo with Santa Claus through December 24th. Save $5 when you book by December 4th. Book now at thestarinfrisco.com slash Santa. I cannot wait to see the church family photo and uh, how this all works out when you get your socially distanced that church photo with, uh, over there at the star with Santa. I can't wait to see it. Uh, I mean, you're going to be waiting a while because I don't think the church family is going to be down there uh, taking pics with young Santa. But, you know, it's all good, though. I hope, well, I hope hey, the people that do go have a great time. Church, is, is he still scared of Santa? He ain't. Nah, he, he the, when I first took him down in Jacksonville, man, he wanted no parts of Santa, like no parts of him. Hated him. But I think he warmed up to him a little bit now because he realized it comes with gifts. So I think that's he that, did up you, a little bit to him. Did you make your child Santa. take the photo? <laughs> did you make your did you make your your, your child take the photo with Santa? <laughs> See, I'm not going to jump on the sword on this one. My wife. Put him down next to Santa. I, I, I was sitting there like, nah, I don't know about this. I don't know. But she put him down to Santa. So, hey, I, I had nothing involved in that situation. So he was married I mean, to her. If, if I was to ever write one of those, those you know, the, the men are from Mars and women are from Venus, the Santa Claus, there would be a whole Santa Claus chapter where it is a consistent thing where dudes are like, they know their kid. They don't want none parts of that. You know, they're not about that Santa mm-hmm. life. I mean, you can tell. You can tell. But women have this thing that they, that their egos want them to have this Christmas photo that their child's with Santa. <laughs> Even though they know. And you, you don't want to listen to the, your, your baby's father and husband, you know, who loves the child equally, <laughs> trying to tell you, kid don't want it. And so there we go. Mm-hmm. All Every year we got these, we got these pictures of these kids. <laughs> Like that, trying to get away from Santa. I got one of them. I got one of my third one. I'm like, she don't want that. No, no, let's try. I'm like, she don't want it. I mean, okay, when they're clutching onto your leg, when they're clutching onto your leg as you get closer to them, it's telling you this kid doesn't want any parts of Santa. But you look every year, and it's the same. It's always the same. It's it's the, it's the mom that wants it. So I just like to. I'd love to know, you know, why? I mean, really, just just why? And then why won't you listen to your husband? Okay, ba- mm. baby, daddy, they close with the kid too. They know, like, don't do it. But every year you see it, man, and it's, you know, every year, man, it's a trip. Like, okay, kid, don't want it. I mean, then of course, I feel bad for the Santas, you know. I feel bad for them Santas, like, like, really, <laughs> you know. I, mean? I couldn't be no Santa because I'd be like, really, really. You, you, do you not see this kid don't want no part of me? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a lot right, less later on in life. <laughs> oh yeah, it's coming. Um, yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. All, all you can do is is show her some photos of hey, look, see, you know, go to social media. Hey, babe, look at all these. Let's see, these, you know, if if she not feeling it, then we shouldn't do it. 
We'll walk up there if this is what you want. But if she not feeling it, we probably should. And then, of course, well, I'll hold, I'll, I'll hold her. You'll get that one. No, no, I'll just hold. Oh, okay. Well, if you do, okay, make sure you hold her off to, to the right and you got Santa to the left because these kids don't want any parts of Santa. And then don't expect no smile. Kid going to be like looking all the other way. But I just... Uh, I, I just speak from watching so many of these things all the time. It's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> all right, uh, Tuesday, December 8th. It is now Cowboys-Ravens. This is what we think will be the, what's the third postponement. It was supposed to be this Thursday, yeah. then went to Sunday, then went to Monday, now Tuesday. Tuesday, December 8th. That's what we think we're going to see. And Lamar Jackson should be there for the Baltimore Ravens, which means the Cowboys will be off a grand total of 12 days. That's unheard of in the National Football League. Danny, your thoughts? Mm, I wish. My, my thoughts are on the 12 days of my man Des Bryant coming back to, to, to show us what the X is really about. Uh, you know, I, I just, <laughs> I'll, just start, I'll just start with Des because, you know, I'm going to pat myself on the back by, by saying, yeah, listen, a long time ago I said my man Des Bryant was going to sign to a team. He went up to the Baltimore. They didn't sign him yeah, at that point. Yes. I, said, I said, you know what? I said, you know what? They, they were just making sure he was in shape. He'd be back. Some people on the show once knew he specifically said, nah, not signing no roster. And then I saw a photo of him signing to the 53 man on, what, what was that, Friday or Monday? I'm not, not participating. Knew, I'm not participating knew, in this. Okay, let me finish. Nui, you couldn't have been more wrong. And you know what? Dez is going to come in here and try to straight up embarrass every single defensive back on the field. And if you watch the game, uh, the last game that he was in, they found something with him. They threw him short passes and screens, and they let him get the ball in his hands and try to embarrass the DBs. And we'll see a lot of that when Dez gets here. So good luck, Cowboys defensive backs. And Church, this will not be one of those games we win to get to 6-10. and <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, man, since we had that snafu <laughs> last week against Washington, man, I, this was one of the games I was going to say, hey, it's going to be an L. But now, I mean, if, if I want any type of prediction to come right, man, we're going to have to steal this one. We're going to have to steal this one. But... Going towards my man Dez Bryant, man. I'm happy for oh, him to be able to what? get back on there. I had to. I had to join this conversation. Because, look, man, my man literally grinded and tweeted and Instagrammed his way back into the NFL. Man, you got to get this man props out there. He told y'all he wasn't going away. He said after his Achilles injury, this will not be the last you've seen of Dez Bryant. And he was right. He came back. Like Danny said, he got a couple catches last week. But this week, I know for a fact he's going to look forward to trying to embarrass our secondary. But we can't have that. I got to have my boy Wilson back there. I got to have him laying the wood on Dez Bryant. I'm sorry. That's my boy. But <laughs> He's gonna have to catch. He's gonna have to catch this lumber like everybody else, and hopefully we come away with the dub. But I'm glad to see him back in the NFL. Uh, so everybody else caught the lumber, huh, Church? <laughs> hey man. <laughs> so we've been out there just laying the lumber this year. Dad's gonna have to catch it too, and, and hopefully that leads to a dub because because we need it, man. We need it bad. Okay, so y'all don't want to answer the question. I mean, the question that I put out there was the 12 days and just handling 12 days. And you guys... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's okay. talk about, I got let's talk about the Ravens and the Ravens receiver. I, I, I was trying to talk about Dallas Cowboys here. I got excited. I yeah, got excited. Here right, we go. Here we right. go. Here we go. 12 days off. 12 days off. All right? 12 days off. Maybe somewhere in that 12 days, these guys can get back to what they should be doing and just playing traditional football. Maybe the special teams can get back to punting the ball, punt returning, kickoff 
kickoff, kickoff return, and kick and field goals. Maybe the offense came back to running the ball, feature 21, feature 19, stick it to that, sticking to that the first half and second half. And maybe the defense can get back to rushing the passer, getting some sacks, and making some tackles. Over 12 days, you should get rested. You should have all your people healthy enough to go out there and play 100% for all of the snaps. Unlike my, my man Xavier Woods said it's possible, these guys should be out there <laughs> hustling the whole time. You've had 12 days off, and you need to get the stink out of your mouth from the uh, from the mud hole that just got stumped in you on Thursday. So you should have a lot to fight for, man. You should be itching to get back on the field after 12 days off. Man, I mean, 12 days, man. I, w- I mean, I wish I had 12 days um, during my career off. I mean, that's, that sounds amazing. But, I mean, like you said, you made a great, lot of great points. Maybe it'll get back to the senses and we'll be able to tackle and we'll be able to do all that good stuff. But what I want to see, I want to see them get back to the senses and put Double G back in the game. All right, look, this is the last. <laughs> this dude, this dude had us going against Pittsburgh. And then you try to throw it back to Andy Dalton. We all see what Andy Dalton is. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Double G needs to come back. See what the youth got in this in these last couple games before we reach the playoffs because we are going to win the playoffs. We are going to win the But, church, but see church. what Double G got in there, man. Put him back in. But you said, but you said they threw Andy Dalton back out there and we all saw what he is. He won the game. He Barely. saved you for the season. He, he should have lost. He should have lost. He threw it. He, he should have. It wasn't him. It wasn't him that did it. It wasn't him. What so Andy Dalton didn't have nothing to do with us beating Minnesota? He was all right. He was all right. Oh, this dude. <laughs> hey, you know. Wow. <laughs> go ahead. Go. The pistol. The this red pistol. Let's go ahead and charge him back out there, man. The he red pistol. He leads us on a game-winning drive, and, and he played okay. Come pew, on. Pew, pew. <laughs> The pride and egos pew, in this show here are pretty damn good, all right? The pride and egos are pew, pew. pretty good today. Between me, you guys, ahead, you guys piling on me, here. you guys piling on church. Okay, you know what, man? That's a good time to end the show here because it's 15 after Chris Beam, our producer, has other shows that he needs to take care of here on a Tuesday. So when we get into tomorrow's show, we'll look at the Cowboys' offensive line issues. There are many. We also may touch on LSU. Uh, they've got some issues going on this week as they get to face uh, Alabama yeah, yeah, yeah. as a 29-and-a-half point underdog. So we'll talk with we Daniel McCray about his love of yeah. LSU football. I forgot about LSU. Until, what happened? Oh, ask Aggie fans. They'll tell you what happened to LSU last week. But we'll do Let that tomorrow. We'll, hey. save, all, we'll hey. save all that tomorrow. This I need my food. Give me my food. Thank you, Daniel McCray. <laughs> Give me Cheryl, my church. We'll do it tomorrow. Bang, bang. I'm hungry. My food. The red <laughs> pistol, man. Giggle, Double G giggle. returns. <laughs> Double G. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!